The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Hi, this is Tom Sone, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today, for the second time on The Anonymous Landlord podcast, I would like to welcome one of the leading property investment guys, coaches, mentors in the whole of the country, uh, leading the seven-figure property empire. I love that, by the way. I've seen the hoodie. I want a hoodie. Yeah, um, you can have one. You know, I'll send you a, <laughs> a definite property superstar. And I'd love to share with you all of the amazing things this fella is doing in the rent-to-rent space, as well as the other property investment space as well. I don't even need to introduce him. You can see who it is. It's Ryan Luke, everybody. Thanks for coming along, mate. Thanks for having me back. Thanks My pleasure. Back. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I've done back-to-back, so no, I don't think I have. First time. Well done. <laughs> I love it. Do you know what? It's, it's one of those things, because I watch what you do quite a lot, and you're doing really good things in property, not just for yourself, but also for all the people that you're... Um, that are on your training and that you're mentoring and coaching. So I see a lot of good things over there, mate. So, um, but today we're going to have a chat about rent to rent, something you're highly experienced in. Um, the reason for that, by the way, just to precede it, is because rent to rent, in my opinion, is a real good way to generate good profits through property without owning or without uh, taking on so much of the risk. But there are people that get it wrong and there are people that get it right. So I wanted to share with my followers and my listeners um, the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right there. And um, I've come across a lot of wrong ways to do it, especially in the last 12 months with particularly coming from rent to rent deal sources. Um, uh, <laughs> word of caution there. But um, should I tell you, I actually stumbled into the rent the rent game by accident. So... Uh, I think we start there. I um, Obviously, I had a few Airbnb units and I noticed this uh, company was booking all the time through booking.com. And I was like, I'm sick of paying this bloody commission. Why won't they come direct? And I was like, well, you haven't even rang them. So that's probably why they won't come direct. So I rang them and I got taught on the lady and she's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're up in there for like the next, I think it was eight months. And I've got 16, 20 guys, I can't remember what it was, um, in the area as well. Have you got any more accommodation? And I was like, Ching. So I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got more accommodation, you know, knowing what they're paying per night for the stuff that I was renting to them. And um, she was like, all right, great. Well, uh, we'll come and stay with you next week if um, if you've got availability and stuff. I was like, all right, well, just give us the breakdown of what you need. And and uh, cut long story short, I basically put the phone down and panicked. And I was like, how am I going to fulfill this? I don't want to lose the ones I've currently got in by going back and saying I can't do it. So I um. I just started ringing people. I was like, listen, I need uh, 16 to 20 beds for the next sort of, you know, eight months 
have you got anything I can have? And, and I was just ringing all sorts of adverts, all sorts of estate agents. I was ringing people on my phone book. And I basically acquired five properties in 10 days and uh, agreed the rents with them, got them set up, and then obviously fulfilled this contract. And away I went. And then I was telling someone about it. And they were like, that's called rent to rent. So I said, all right. And I went home, Googled what is rent to rent. And then sure enough, it was, it was what I'd done like inadvertently. So that's kind of how I got started on it. But then I think the main thing for the audience is I started realizing how much money it was making. And I was like, well, that was quite easy to get five properties. So what if I could get 20 properties? Well, if I could get 50 properties, you know, and, um, and I just went hell for leather with it and, you know, just same pitch, same story, you know, just winning the trust of landlords, letting them know how it benefits them, what the advantages of it are. And, you know, and, and like anything, just building that relationship. And then for me, it was analyzing it on the back end to make sure that it was going to work after I paid the rent, after I paid the costs, after I paid the cleaning linen, all that sort of stuff. You know, do I still get a profit based on the nightly rate that I need? Or if it was a HMO based on the rents that I could get. And um, if it made money, you know, I, I, I'd do it. And, um, and yeah, and, and here we are now, I guess. And I'm actually now doing this model in Dubai. So repeating wow. the exact same thing, but over in Dubai. And uh, we had a good start out there. Um, as we record this, I have put the brakes on that slightly because I have a feeling they're about to hit lockdown. Um, but I'm going to pick it back up end of Feb. And, um, and then we're going to go hell for leather for the rest of the year there and try and get 25, 30 units out there as well. So Awesome, mate. Uh, Jill, I can definitely recommend to anyone listening or watching this to follow Luke on his Facebook page. Uh, which we'll share that detail in a minute. And also we'll talk a little bit in a second about um, how to get started in rent to rent, which is a big one. But there are a few different ways to rent to rent. You touched upon it just then. You can do rent to service accommodation, rent to HMO, or just a straight out rent to rent. What's your take on those different um, options that people can have? What are the risks, rewards, pros and cons, and so on? Yeah, so... I think, I think it's easier to do rent to SA for volume versus rent to HMO. And all you've got to do is look at your average street. There's a lot more one, two, and three bed houses than there are five and six bed houses. That's just the way the UK is designed. And um, so there's more stock. There's more landlords with those type of properties. Obviously, uh, short-term rentals works for any size property. So one bed's up to, we've had 10 beds at, at one point. So it works. Whereas for me, the HMO gig, I think you need five, six or seven bedrooms to make it work on a rent to rent strategy. So there is a theory, you know, you could take a four bed, cut the lounge in half, that sort of stuff. But yeah. the way that the land is going, the way that the, the competitors come to the market, living spaces are crucial to keeping your, you might be able to get away with the living space, but you'll have a lot of turn with tenants. If you get a good environment, you create a house, you create a social house, you'll, your tenants will stay longer. So it's yeah. kind of worth the investment in that for me. Um, but I, I predominantly focus on the short-term rental game. That's where my passion lies. I much prefer having guests than tenants. And um, in my eyes, they make more money. And I know we've had a rough year, but we've, we had a great year last year. We had the best January we've ever had. And we uh, continue to push hard. And I can't wait for lockdown to be over because there's going to be a boom. I think normally we get a summer boom. 
But I think we're going to get an Easter boom as well when people are hopefully allowed to go and see friends, family, travel, that sort of stuff. So um, great time to be in that game. Uh, it, it all comes down to, uh, and I say this all the time, it's what you acquire the property for that makes the money, not how much you're going to charge. And, and I quite often have this with, you know, we've taken on a few managed contracts for people that have been shafted, for want of a better word, into deals from rent to SA deal sources. They're overpaying the market rent by four or five hundred pounds a month to what they should be. We're driving, we're driving bookings into these properties, but they're still not making money. So obviously they're a bit disheartened. But at the end of the day, I keep saying to them, if the if if the I can only generate so much out of a market, you know, the market's not going to enhance itself just because you've paid too much for that property. You know, if you'd have actually got that at the right market rent, you'd be paid, you'd be making four or five hundred pounds a month. But you haven't because your due diligence was poor at the beginning. You, you know, you trusted somebody that you shouldn't have and you've got into a bad deal. You know, you should always be able to, even if you are using deal sources, you should always be able to analyze the figures yourself to vet it and say, yes, that's good or no, it's not. Yeah. And uh, in my eyes, as much as I'm sure rent to rent deal sources will probably hate me right now, um, <laughs> there are not that many good ones out there. And I don't think I've ever seen a decent deal across my desk that actually stacks up. Um, you know, so, and time and time again, they're putting these deals across people's desks. And because the shiny penny syndrome's out there with the Airbnb gig or the rent to rent gig, people are buying into these dreams and they're just not, they're not coming true because the figures are so far out. I had one yeah. the other day saying that a two bed apartment in Leeds would generate four grand a month revenue. Like that's just never, ever going to happen ever. Like even after this pandemic, that's not going to happen, you know? So You've just got to be so careful on what information you're using to make your acquisition decisions. Um, so that's, that's, I guess, the, the downside of it. Uh, the upside is as much as you want to push it. You know, we've, we've got properties that'll do, you know, sometimes one, 15, two grand a month profit, depending on the, the month, depending on where they are, you know, depending on the size of them. And, uh, you know, but, there's no, with service accommodation especially, there's no hard and fast rule of revenue. Everyone sort of says, well, what occupancy can you get? I'm like, well, I could get you 100% occupied, but you might not make any money. Yeah. So, you know, it's about making money this game. And, um, you know, it's about understanding how to um, drive tenants into your properties, drive guests into your properties, and then keep your costs down because you haven't got that margin. Whereas, you know, my owned properties that I run as, well, my, my owned properties that I run on short-term rentals, that's the largest profit per unit in line in my business, more than my owned HMOs. Yeah. So, um, you know, but we, the, the, the money can be crazy if you do it right. You know, but at the same time, you get into it wrong and, and you, can, you can quite quickly lose money as well. So you've got to be very careful what you're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's, there's a bit of a misconception, isn't there? Because people see serviced accommodation or holiday lets as a route to earning tons of money, which is true, which is absolutely true. But there are certain factors to take into account. You've mentioned just there about occupancy. I think a lot of people that see that as a quick, big profit route, maybe they're thinking, well, I'll rent it out and that's that done. But well, no, you're probably going to look at about 60 or 70% occupancy across the whole year. Would you agree with that? Um, I think it, it would be more than that um, done right. I think the, may, the, the big thing about if we want to talk short-term um, rentals specifically, it's a business. It's not a hobby. And, you know, those that had it as a hobby or a sideline in 
prior to COVID, yes, you could just put your pictures on Airbnb and away it would go and you'd be fine, right? Now, it, it, like even more so, it's a business. Like we've got, you know, guest handlers behind the scenes who are also, you know, phoning companies and getting direct bookings in. We've got an operations manager who's running the logistics of it all. You know, we've got deals with suppliers so we can cut our costs on the stock. You know, all sorts of things. It's a business that we've got going. We've got a full marketing department, you know, that is like constantly driving direct bookings, Facebook ads, all that sort of stuff. So that's why we had a good 2020 when most short-term rental hosts were leaving the market. Because we had a business and then we treated like a business. We, you measure KPIs, we push it, you know, and we make sure that we're, we're you know, if we've got a, a suffering property or a, bad, or a bad egg, then what can we do to change that? We don't yeah. just like get self-pity and go, oh, it's COVID, I can't get any bookings, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but unfortunately, too many people think that, oh, well, I'll just, you know, put a lockbox on, stick it on Airbnb and away we go and I'll just roll in the cash. Like, that's not the truth of it. Done right, you can make fortunes in this game and yeah. you can do it quite easily. Like I work less than an hour, maybe two a week on my property business. I don't get involved in it at all. Like I, I don't get involved in the operations. I just, um, I'm there if they need me, but I've got the teams and the systems and the process. And that's for a good reason. But, you know, to get to that point, there's been a lot behind the scenes that yeah. I've had to do to get it to that point, you know? And um, if you're not prepared in this game to put the hard yards in and you only have to do it for maybe, you know, six to 18 months and it could be a game changer for the rest of your life. But too many people have relied too much on just putting it on a booking channel and go, yeah, there. like our direct bookings at the minute are around 67 to 73% per month. So we're not really relying too much on the channels. I've invested more into our uh, website and that's all getting built at the minute and getting it upgraded to try and push that north of like 80% if I can. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that, that's, that's been good, but that's been a, that's a journey that I've had to go on, you know, to, to, to figure all that out and get it to there. So yeah. it, it, it is, it's a great game if you do it right and you treat it like a business. And I think that's a fundamental key to this whole thing. Yeah, totally agree with you, mate. I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, gone are the days where you could just dabble in property. I think that there's so much, certainly in holiday lets, there's so much competition. There's so much that needs to be done and, and paid attention to. I think it really does have I to think have a business. The, 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 upside, the upside for anybody wanting to get into the market now is something like 35 or 40% of the market left last year, handed keys right. back, came out of the market, switched them to ASTs, that sort of stuff. So right now, supply probably isn't anywhere near what it used to be. And we are going to see a huge rise in demand very shortly. So when you've got low supply, high demand, prices go up, profit margins go up. So I think right now is a great time to get into it if you are on the fence about getting into it. But just be aware there's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes that need to be put together, you know. Yeah, totally agree. And I'll come back to that as well, because it'll be good to, to learn a little bit about what things people need to do if they're going to do any kind of rent to rent deals. And by the way, um, there's if, if you watch this and you want to post some questions in the comments below for, for Ryan, then do it. If we miss them and you've watched it a bit later or you listen to this a bit later, just send just put the question down there and we'll get we'll get the questions over to Ryan. Definitely. Um, so, look, really. This whole rent to rent space, like I said earlier, I think there's people that are doing it right and there are people that are doing it wrong. I think there's a lot, like you've said, there's a lot of sourcing agents that will go out and just say, hey, I've got rent to rent deals. Um, 
And who do you trust? You just don't know. But as you quite rightly said, you've got to get back to the nuts and bolts, work out the figures. And you and I both love a spreadsheet, as we know. Um, but those figures are vital in the purchasing as well as in the forecasting mm. of that property. Um, I so think it also takes the emotion out of it as well, which is hugely does. important because uh, I see a lot of, you know, I'll give you an example. On Clubhouse and my Airbnb formula room the other night, uh, a gentleman came up and asked the question, he's like, I'm going to buy these two deals off a deal sourcer. I said to him, okay, how much are you going to buy them for? He said, 10 grand. I was like, right, okay. Where are they? Leeds. So this is the Leeds example, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I said, so what's the breakdown? It's a, it's a two and a half thousand pound sourcing fee and a two and a half thousand pound setup cost. I said, okay. Um, so five grand per flat. And what's he predicting uh, is the uh, the revenue per year. He's like um, 48,000 pounds a year. I said, okay. And how long's the contract for? Three years. Okay. So you're talking north of 130 grand, okay, per flat. Why is he selling it to you for two and a half grand? <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, you, ra you raise a really good point there. And I was like, well, because A, the figures don't stack up and B, it's not a deal, you know? And um, fortunately for this gentleman, he's actually uh, had a call with one of my team and, and you know, he, he wants to work with us on the coaching side. So rather than investing two and a half grand into, or five grand into some deal sourcer, he's actually yeah. going to teach himself how to fish and then he can go and find his own deals for the next however long he wants to be in property for, you know? And that's, that for me is like a fundamental thing. And, and it, you know, but he was like moments away from investing like 10,000 pounds of his own money into deals that were not going to work. The rents were fortunes. He wouldn't have made any, he'd have lost money, you know? Yeah. He lost money. So, um, but he was emotionally into it. That's why I was coming up that he, it's his first few deals. He wants to get into this game and he's just like, this is the, the quickest way for me to do that. So he was emotionally invested in this rather than like with a clear head, numbers on the spreadsheet saying, does that work? Yes or no? Yeah. You know, totally, so. totally with you. Numbers can't lie. You know, they can't. No. Um, well, look, I know you do a lot of training with all of this and I did want to share your training um, to my followers because I, I don't do training myself. Um, I just muck around on social media, and do a bit <laughs> of podcasting and stuff and just have a bit of fun. Um, you know what? My business interest is in lettings management and um, and that sort of stuff. But I envy you for getting into this whole coaching thing. I think there's a massive undertaking. But anyway, there are people that want to get into rent to rent. There's no doubt about that because it's a way to approach a landlord and offer them a set rent each month in return for, I guess, full autonomy on that on that property where you can then as the renter, go and rent it out to service accommodation, holiday lets, and so on, mm -hmm. and make a nice big profit. But the big question is, how do you start? And I don't want you to give everything away, because obviously your training courses involve this. But what would you say to the first, is the first step in yeah. going out and getting a rent to rent? I, I don't mind giving the knowledge away, because for me, knowledge is 20% of what actually creates a success. You know, yeah. what we offer in our coaching, it's not a course, it's not knowledge, it's not a strategy. It's like, we'll give you the knowledge that you need, but it's the 80%, which is basically you're sitting on your shoulder one-to-one -one for six months that gets you to where you need to be. It's the Absolutely. support and the mindset and everything. But um, where do you start? You've got to build relationships, right? A lot of people think you ring an agent, you give them this corporate script. Well, basically with that, you'll get told to F off 99 out of 100 calls 
And the one that they that they might get through to will say, we'll take your details and we'll come back to you. So it's not a productive use of time. And anyone that knows me, I'm all about time efficiency. So um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Gumtree, Open Rent, all these places where landlords are hanging out is where you want to go. Why go to the agent? You've got tens of thousands of landlords on these platforms. Go make relationships with them. And don't put like a douchebag status up on a Facebook group. Like, you know, has anyone got any rent to rent portfolios for sale? Because if they were for sale, they'd be sold already. You know, like go and put the hard yards in, build relationships. Also don't go in like a bull in a China shop and be like, Hey Tom, like give me all your properties, you know, da, 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 da. you know, you've got to be like, who's this guy, you know, build a relationship. It's no different to, going on a date, walking into a bar, seeing the love of your life and thinking, she's the one, right? Go over nicely, nicely, go into there. Then you go on a date and then, you know, things progress. It's exactly the same with these landlords. You know, you've got to warm them up. They've got to build trust in you. You've got to have your profile set up so you look professional. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing worse than I click on Tom's profile and Tom's coming to me saying, I'm going to, in fact, I, we get pitched because we have our tenancy properties on open rent and things like this. And, um, or we'll do Facebook marketplace ads, which they do off the, the team do off my profile. So I get them in the inbox and I do quickly. And there's like spraying bottles of champagne and, you know, buy all the, the, the cars and all that sort of stuff. And you're just like, is there anyone property on your page here? Yet you're saying you're like this like experienced property person. So make sure you've got all that stacking up in your favor because people will do research on you before they even reply. And, yeah. they, and, and then to get the reply, you've got to make them go after the research. Yeah. Okay. I want to work with them, you know, and, and then, and then they'll come in and then you build that relationship. You get on a viewing and then you strike a deal that works for both parties. And you know, it's this whole property game has nothing to do with bricks and mortar, like nothing to do with bricks and mortar. It's all relationships. I agree with you. It's funny, isn't it? Because people maybe see rent to rent as, I don't know, maybe you're, you're going to pay the landlord, 500 pound a month and then you're going to go and get 1500 pound a month yourself and a lot of people might consider that to be a bit of a rip-off but it's not because if it's a win for the landlord the landlord's happy with that and you're happy with that taking on the risk mm-hmm. it's a win-win i get all the time they're like why wouldn't the landlord just do it because like, can't be bothered yeah they don't want to like landlords for decades have been in this rut of i get me 500 quid a month and that sorts me and my bills out or me and my extracurricular activity, whatever they use the money for. And I'm quite happy with that, you know, and, and I just want that steady flow of income. I don't want the ups and downs. Doesn't matter what the tax benefits are. Doesn't matter how much more I can make. I just want that, you know? So there's so many out there that just do not want, they do not want the hassle. You've also got to remember a lot of the landlords more than likely have other jobs. They're more than likely accidental landlords. You know, they fell into property by accident. They decided to pick one or two up and they've done it in the traditional way of saving up for a deposit. So they haven't scaled that quickly. We also get the portfolio landlords that you work with as well. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it tends to be on a different structure with them. But the, the typical stuff that most people are going to be, be picking stuff up from direct is from one, two, three owner type landlords you know, that have more than likely got other things going on in their life and they just use this as an extra beer money type sort of situation each month, you know. It's so, so, you know, not everyone is a professional landlord who wants a massive portfolio and they've got letting businesses and, you know, systems and teams and stuff like that. It's like, not everyone's like that. Yeah, I, I can see that too. And it's, 
it's good that you know there are so many different people that are providing so many different types of advice and training and coaching and mentoring and all of that there's loads available um so i do want to talk about your own training a bit and by the way anybody watching or listening the point of this podcast or this episode is not to promote ryan luke's training i just think it's valuable to let people know where they can learn if they want to yeah. So do you want to give us a quick rundown of what sort of things you can do and how people can go about doing it? Yeah, sure. I mean, like any training that you get into, I'm the same, right? I get mentored right now. You know, I'm on a, I'm on a paid mentorship. Uh, it's a 24 month thing. Um, I'm not going to, well, it's a lot of money, um, <laughs> but I don't see it as an expense. It's an investment. And I've already had my return on investment back within like the first few months of doing it. You know, I'm seven months into it now. So the first thing is make sure that someone resonates with you make sure that they're probably doing what you want to do. Like I heard the other day that um, I'm, a, I'm on a mentorship with someone who does service accommodation, but they don't actually have any units anymore. I was like, all right, so when did they stop? They're like, oh, like towards the end of 2019. I was like, so well, service accommodation is a pretty different game to what it was pre-COVID right now. So how, I just don't understand how someone can be teaching that as a strategy. The only thing that I can sort of, understand with that is if they are a very good coach and they know how to unlock the potential in somebody because that's the big difference right anyone can go to a crash course or a four-day intensive with you know the big name companies and sit in a room for four days and then come out with a nice binder full of information but it's that if that made millionaires then everyone that went on that would be millionaires if knowledge was the only thing then they would become millionaires you can go on youtube and find out pretty much all the knowledge that is in my coaching program mm -hmm. and anybody's coaching program for that matter. All we do is keep it focused. So it's like, there's the information, then that's the action you need to take, you know? And then what we do, which I think is the 80% of what makes the, creates the results uh, is we tell you what to do straight away. So you're not wasting your time searching for the right video, which can take weeks and months. So it's like, I've got this problem. Okay. Watch this video and then go and do that. We support you mentally. We drive you. We hold you accountable. You know, so there's all these other things involved. You know, why does, um, you know, Mourinho is not the best footballer, but he's the best coach, right? Or was. Um, <laughs> he, can, he, can, he can drive his players to a better and higher level. You know, he doesn't have to be the expert in that level. I think probably it's a bit different. You should always have someone that is, has done it, been there, got the battle scars and all that sort of stuff. So I've done everything from, you know, BRRs, HMOs, short-term rentals, you know, currently moving into development right now. You know, we're, we're converting two, two sites into potentially 26 flats, you know. So I pretty much say in terms of knowledge, it's all there, you know. Um, but it's, it's what you do as a coach to unlock the potential of, of, what, you, of what your student is, is trying to achieve and make sure that they're not getting overwhelmed as well. The reason why people come out of four-day intensives and then go, where do I start? Is because they get so much information, they just don't know where to start. So with me, I like to keep it simple and just be like, all right, Tom, this week, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. That's it. Just do that. And your business will move forward this week. And then we'll do that 52 weeks of this year, and your business will be in a hell of a different place to where it is right now. And that's, that's the thing, is just keeping it like focused and concise and just getting you to that next level where you want to go. And then as you're doing X, Y, and Z, if you've got any problems, we have our sort of support structure, which is in various formats. Um, so we've got like four or five different ways that they can get support in both real time 
and through sort of weekly coaching, things like that as well. So it's for me, it's, it's how you empower a student to like unlock their own clarity and then take action with the information that creates the results as opposed to here's a nice course and some videos and it's going to teach you what service accommodation is and how to arrange a cleaner. And you know, that, that, that doesn't make businesses, you know? So, um, so my coaching's all developed around that. There's a lot of mindset involved in it. And, um, and I think, you know, my, my students seem to, to enjoy it. We get great results and, um, and I really get a kick out of it. If I'm totally honest with you, like there's nothing better than seeing, you know, I've had, I've had, I have these awards that I give out when people acquire five properties. So once I get the first five rent rent deals, I send them an award out, you know, and one of my students said, I've got my fifth, I've got my fifth, send me that award, you know? But for me, it's like, when I first met him six weeks before, it might be a bit long, eight weeks before, like he was a broken man. He didn't know where to turn to next. He spent fortunes on coaching already. He had to persuade his wife to just let him do this, you know, over a number of months before he jumped on it. Now he's like a different person altogether. He's confident, he's beaming, he's got money coming in. He's, you know, and for me, that is hugely satisfying to know that I've helped him go from there to there. And he's going to go on to big and better things. There's no doubt about that. So... Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and it, and it's um it's useful to know as well. Like I say, when when there's so many different routes to that knowledge and core and training and mentoring and coaching available, I think sometimes hearing it from the person that created it mm. is it gives people a little bit of confidence of where they want to go. Um, but before we wrap up, I just want to take us back to the whole rent to rent thing the whole rent to rent subject and let's get a little sound bite in here. So if I was to come to you and say, hi, Ryan, I want to get involved in rent to rent. And we're talking specifically about rent to rent for the holiday let or service accommodation component of that. If I came to you and said, Ryan, I really want to get into rent to rent, uh, but I've never done it before. um, And I don't want to do anything with it. I want to be, an anonymous landlord. How about that? See the link? See what I did there? Did like it. Um, yeah. Ryan, I want to do rent to rent, but I want to be an anonymous landlord with it. What's your advice? So you want to do, you want to be passive in this. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, then you need to, we need to get you out and find some deals. So you're going to have to do that. I mean, are, are you, do you want to be passive in that sector or do you just literally want to be the money, do you? Or? Yeah, open to you. You, you, you tell me. I want okay. to do nothing. I, 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 I wanted I, to get into rent to rent. This is me, Tom Sohn. I want to do a rent to rent deal with you, but I want to be totally anonymous. What do I do? You see, I I don't think my personal opinion is I don't think you can get into rent to rent if you're not sourcing the deals. Because I've just come across so many bad experiences of deal sources. And I think yeah. the fee that they will want will more than likely eat into the profit for at least the first year, you know? So for me, if you want to do rent to rent, I think you've got to have boots on the ground, going out, doing the viewings and finding the deals. Yeah. So first and foremost, you need to understand how to do that. That's not that difficult. You know, that's just part of the knowledge game. And then you just go out and take the action. It's the action that creates the results, right? So for me, you need to be getting on 15 viewings a week minimum, you know? So you've got to be opening a lot of conversations behind the scenes, on various different platforms to book those viewings. Um, so that, that's part number one. The negotiation side of it is, uh, again, it's a skill set. 
you know, this is the sales game at the end of the day, you know, so the negotiation side is a skill set and how to negotiate deals without putting deposits in. Again, that's a skill set. I've never paid a deposit on any of my rent to rent deals and I won't do it in the future, you know, because cash is king and I want cash in my bank account, not someone else's for five years or however long we, we have the properties for. Um, but at that point, when you've secured the deal, you could then come to, you know, a company like ours and say, um, I've got these keys now, Ryan, it's in this location. Um, what's next? And we'd say, okay, well, do you want us to get it all furnished and set up, you know, using our experience, how it should be set up in terms of the bed scenarios and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we will then run it a bit like you'll do your lettings business for people. We will run that property on a short-term rental solution. We'll manage the cleaning, the linen, the maintenance, the, uh, the bills, the income, the revenue, all that. And at the end of the month, we'll let you know what you've made. We'll let you know what your costs are and we'll pay you the difference back minus our fee. So, um, so you've kind of got, I guess, three stages to that. So one is, I think you're going to have to go out on the ground and find the deals yourself. The second one is, do you furnish it yourself and kit it out? Or do you get an expert to come in and do that? Each to their own. Everyone's got different preferences on that. It tends to be led by budget. You can quite easily kit a flat out or a house out from Facebook Marketplace, but you've got to go and drive and get every item. It takes a lot of time. And there's, there's you know, time element in that. Um, obviously it's secondhand furniture as well. Um, and then you've got the third element, which is the bit that I think you can have passive completely is just give us the keys and we'll then do what we're good at because, you know, it plugs into our environment of what we're doing anyway for all these other properties. So, um, but I, I don't personally think you could do rent to rent unless you maybe, which I do advise my, my clients sometimes when they, you know, work around jobs is, you get a VA or somebody to do your viewing. So VA finds the deals, but you give them the information on how to find the deals, what you're looking for. You then have a somebody who is the boots on the ground and goes to properties, takes the photographs, all that sort of stuff. I'm not a massive fan of that because I think you do lose the relationship element with the landlord, yeah. but it's a problem. To, it, it, it solves a problem for someone that maybe doesn't have the time. And then, um, and then you would analyze the deal and agree the deal. So, there's, there are ways to do it, but I think if you want to be quick at it, efficient at it, you should be doing it yourself at the beginning and it moves quite quickly. And then you can start building teams around it, putting processes in place, you know? So like whilst we're talking here now, I've got, well, I've got one guy in Dubai and I've got two guys over here and I've got a girl on the phones all trying to acquire deals for me, you know? Yeah. So whilst we're talking here, leverage of time, I've got that going on in the background. So um, and that's that's where you can get it to, and that's how it scales even quicker. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so really, if I was to be starting out in this uh, rent to rent, and I wanted to kind of do as little as possible, I'll still go and find my own deals, or I would work with people to find deals. And then I, there are companies like yours that I could then say, "Hey, Ryan, I've got the keys. There you go. Can you make me some profit?" And you'll go, "Yeah, no problem, Tom." Yeah. And then that profit yeah. comes my way. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. That's what I think, you know, that's what I would get towards. So, um, uh, and the good thing is, is, look, people like in, in our worlds, so I've got a massive network of people, boots on the ground, as you say, that I know and I trust and I work with. So I'd be quite happy for them to go and do viewings and them to go and find the properties and so on. And I trust what they say. But there are people that don't have that, that are just starting out as just on their own, right, I need to go and find a deal. Oh my God, how do I find a deal? What's the best way to do it? 
Um, so people like you, Ryan, helping helping those people get over that first step is is invaluable. Yeah, the first deal is always the hardest, right? And then and then I call it the multiplier effects. One becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, and then it like you, when you get past ten, it, it's a way. But what I also, I am a huge fan, as most people know, about marketing, brand building. Like, you know, we wouldn't have connected if I didn't get myself out there. Mm. And that also goes for, I've, you know, the, the marketing, the lead generation, all that sort of stuff behind the scenes that I do well. Um, you know, I get my clients to repeat the same process because that in itself brings deals. Yeah. You know, so you're not always having to do the outbound prospecting all the time to get deals by doing some brand building, you actually start to get some inbound. And that, that's, they're the best deals because they're easy. You, your phone just rings like, hey, I've got a property. Go yeah, great. <laughs> you know, no effort. I've no got to say, ever since I started doing it in my business, I now don't, I do very little in terms of purchasing leads or anything like that. I do, um, I do podcasting, I do videos, I do various bits of social stuff. And then I have, again, my business is in lettings management, which is it's national. It's around the whole country. But my business is that. And now I get landlords contacting me saying, oh, hey, I saw you on here. or I heard you on there. I like what you do. And I'm looking for someone to manage my properties. And it's, you know, there, there in itself opens up yeah. the rent to rent questions, doesn't it? Are you on Clubhouse? I am on Clubhouse. I've not really got too involved in it. It's good. And, yeah, I, do you know what I did? I dipped in and out of a few conversations. Um, I think you, you got to be. It's good for like for for yourself. It would be good to become a host of a room and get yeah. regular with that and build your audience and and tell people what you're doing. And it would you know that this comes on the thing interesting. But I've done so much business out of Clubhouse, right? Not just the coaching business, like my, my property business as well. Like, oh, we've got these properties. You know, can you manage them here? Or you know, um, I've got some money have you got anything on the go? Like I've got nowhere to put this money, you know? So just building that trust factor as well as networking with people who are in, you know, I'm moving in this development space. I don't know everything about it. In fact, I'm probably quite quickly realizing I know very little about it, but you know, I, I can go to these people that I didn't know before clubhouse. And now I'm like speaking them behind the scenes and we're helping each other. And you know, they're yeah. not in the short term rental game, but they're quite keen on getting into it. So it's like an exchange of skill sets. And um, yeah. And, and again, it just comes back to the main point of, building that relationship you know you build the relationships you put the time and effort into that getting yourself out there getting yourself out and about and things start to come your way i know i um i did a mentorship with grant cardone i think we talked about this on the last podcast and he said uh money follows attention if you want some money get yourself some attention and you'll get some money you know and and it, it couldn't be any truer you know it couldn't be any truer yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, look, let's wrap that up because you've got your uh, architects coming in a moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> world of property, how are you dealing with architects, podcasts, oh, Facebook? <laughs> um, I was on with the accountants before this. <laughs> <laughs> how can people contact you, Ryan, if they need to? Yeah, um, so official Ryan Luke is probably most of my handles. Uh, I've got the Seven Figure Property Empire Facebook group as well as the Airbnb Formula Facebook group um dive into them and then there's a whole host of ways you can download things connect join clubhouse rooms whatever it might be you know so um i'm pretty sure you'll, you'll find me if you get in one of those groups yeah awesome 
Um, perfect. So that's a little bit of an insight into the rent to rent world. And I hope that was helpful. It's a bit of an odd time of day to be doing a live, but whatever. Um, this is going to go out on the podcast as well. So that will get a bit more attention, I would have expected. Um, if you've got any questions for Ryan, get hold of him on his Facebook page, or you can contact me, or you can comment, or you can email me, or whatever it is, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk, and I'll forward everything I can over to Ryan. But again, thanks very much for you to you, Ryan, for joining no me and sharing Pleasure. your knowledge. We need a hat-trick. Let's get it planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the next subject? You choose, I'll just talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, perfect. Right. I'll leave that with you, mate, and uh, we'll catch up Pleasure. with you very soon. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, take care, buddy. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media, or just email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message, I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat, and grow.